you, you will find your people, you will find your tribe because they will be attracted to you. So if you're an awkward person or you think you're weird or you don't, you're not cute enough <laughs> or whatever, put all the, try putting all those things aside and really like showing up as yourself. Um, because the ones who really like you, really like you. another episode of doing the most the misadventures of entrepreneurship i'm your host georgie and today we have melanie here with us she is a longtime friend and colleague and fellow doer in the business world um so i'm super excited to have her here to tell us her story what she's working on and some of her misadventures and adventures of being an entrepreneur so let's kick it off with melanie can you tell us a little bit about yourself your background and what you're working on right now Hi, thank you so much, George. It's good to be back <laughs> for a second time. Always good having a conversation with you. Um, so a little bit about me, I'm Melanie Painter. I am from the Caribbean, Trinity the Bone. Um, I'm sure you guys can hear the accent. Um, what I'm working on right now, a couple of things, really great projects. I am the, I'll start off with the one that's, I guess, maybe like, the most exciting. I do a bunch of media projects for um, different companies um, or initiatives for myself. And they could include anything from documentary filmmaking to um, writing blogs, mm -hmm. upgrading SEO, building websites. So I'm just like an all-around all creative. Um, my background is in project management. I have a civil engineering degree from Howard University. So I have combined my love for writing my love for project management and just my love for wellness to create um, projects that have social impact and that really help push the community forward. So um, that's just basically it. Yeah. All right. So let's unpack that right now. So um, I know you had like a mental health and wellness program that you were um, building out specifically targeting like women, black women, mm -hmm. women of color. So tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so the last time that we spoke, Georgie, a lot of uh, stuff has happened, stuff has changed because of course we went through our entire pandemic. So prior mm -hmm. to the pandemic, the name of the organization was All About the Sisters. Mm -hmm. Post pandemic, we are now Well Black Sisters and I'm wearing my t-shirt in honor of Well Black Sis. Mm -hmm. And the, the idea behind Well Black Sis is really this. Well Black Sis is a mindset. It's a lifestyle. It's affirming your wellness every day and as mm -hmm. black women because we are so marginalized because we are so impacted by whatever happens right now uh roe v wade is up for you know hot discussion and black wellness is something that has to come to the forefront and i thought about this during the pandemic and i understood and i saw how we were being impacted negatively and i said you know what we have to have a different mindset coming out of this pandemic we have to do something different. We have to shift the perspective, shift the focus. Yeah. And I wanted to, the brand to represent something that really said, listen, we accept that we are well, whether we actually there or not, it begins here. Absolutely. So I've named the uh, initiative or the safe space, if you want to call it, Well Black Sis. And it's just simply to have conversations and inspire you, the listener, to put your wellness first every single day. Yeah. And because, you know, that's what you focus on. I usually ask this question a little bit later, but I want to pop it up now is just 
what inspired you to do this? Like, why were, you know, how did you prioritize your wellness? Because, you know, a lot of us as founders, we build it for ourselves first and we're like, everyone needs this. We have to expand it. And so, you know, how did you, how do you manage your mental health, your, your wellness overall, not just mental, but how do you manage your wellness and what inspired you to share that with others? I'm glad you asked that because just to give a little bit of a backstory, I spent the entire 2020 and 2021 at doctor's offices. Mm. Not necessarily ill, but I had a couple of issues that were impacting other issues. And so they became all these connected issues. For one, I had fibroids, which I removed um, in 2021, I believe, early 2021. But I was seeing a doctor all of 2020 because I realized after sitting all of 2020 in the house on the computer, just doing nothing because we really couldn't be outside. I, my fibroids, suddenly I became very aware of how large they were. Wow. I think prior to the pandemic, I was, I didn't realize, but maybe because I was busy and moving and not paying full attention, but because we were now inside in quarantine and in the quiet, I started, I, I noticed I have these huge lumps and I'm like, why, what is going on? I knew I had them, but they weren't that large. And inactivity, I think I heard this during the pandemic where somebody said, sitting is the new smoking. And, <laughs> yeah. and, the, and the effects of that really hampers the body. So inactivity really brought me to a different kind of awareness. Um, and I, I, I understand now in hindsight, like I have to move every day. I have to find some sort of movement. So I did start with simple walking because I couldn't do much. I was very low energy. And coupled with that, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia in the summer of 2021. And if you don't know what fibromyalgia is, it's really joint pain. Um, I have it on one side, which is my right side, all the way down from my shoulder to my toes. And it really is like this uncomfortability that you feel all the time. You have brain fog, so you can't really ideate or create, even though you know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. The things don't connect. It feels like you're almost crazy or, you know, oh, if, yeah. if you want to put it real simple. Um, very debilitating to me. And it was, it was all because of inactivity, no movement, not paying attention to mental health things. You know, you would think that because you're in a pandemic that you would meditate more and but no I was taking in news more I was trying to see what was going on out there I was connecting with friends but we spent an inordinate amount of time on zoom on on computers on social media just taking in a lot of information and not really like processing letting it out (laughs) so for me it was a wake-up call and um, once I got that diagnosis I realized I had to do different things so I did start a couple of eastern um medicine modalities I started acupuncture Reiki and um, a couple of modalities along that that line uh, because the difference is that western medicine wanted to put me on antidepressants and I was just like I'm not depressed but the condition brings on a sort of a depression mm-hmm. um, and I decided I don't do medication like that I don't take tablets to get better I know there's a different way to do it. So I embraced Eastern medicine and acupuncture has been helping. Um, With that, I've also been using a bunch of different herbs, which I share um, on the Well Access platform 
just different things that I've been doing. So that is what really like pushed this whole move into a, a well, a different kind of a wellness mindset on, let me say this, an urgency to accept that you are well and you can be well, mm-hmm. whether you have really bad, um, a really bad diagnosis or not. We have to push ourselves. It's not just about going to the gym. That is one way of doing it. But what else are we doing? Is it, It's also mental it's also emotional are we dealing with those things that come at us you know like if you're dealing with something that is going through your life like a shift like how are you really dealing with that are you speaking are you seeking therapy for it are you are your kids in therapy for it because it impacts everybody in a household if you do have a you know a large family or whatever and so for me it really drove this urgency to for us to like seek and do better you know and i have to say the messaging was there but I think when you, you should know this as an entrepreneur, you have to keep iterating so that you spoke about that the other day. You have to keep trying and trying until you get the messaging right. It's not a one-time thing and it's done. You have to keep changing it around and really hit the messaging because when it hits, it hits. So. Yes, definitely. And you have to, you know, be patient with yourself and within the work that you're doing and, you know, recognizing, I think is the, is the biggest, most important step because like you said, when you're, when you were moving around so fast, you didn't, these things kind of maybe you felt them, but you just, I got to keep going. I yeah. uh, take a little ibuprofen or, you know, let me jog a little or rest a little, but you, you do it in small doses, mm-hmm. but not consistent doses. And I think the consistent small doses, whether it's meditation, Reiki, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, physical medication, like, you know, Eastern or no matter what side, Eastern or Western medicine, if you do right small consistent doses then you have a more of a continuation versus like oh i'm really sick let me just you know uh drop a bunch of medication on this one thing and then forget about it you know you're not maintaining that and it's maintenance and continuation that really shows us the results that we're looking for and so let me just let me just add one thing so i know you could identify with this because you had a lot of work during the pandemic i mean everything was like top level people would come in we did we didn't want for anything during the pandemic. It was a great day for entrepreneurs everywhere. So I think one of the things that has changed now, getting out of it, is that the day becomes more balanced. Mm-hmm. So instead of, yeah, you're making the money, but instead of just like hitting it hard and not taking time for ourselves, I think the day starts off, yeah, you know, you have some work to do, but you schedule your time for work. You schedule your time for play. You schedule your time for other mental things. And you take breaks in between. And I think that is what was missing during the pandemic because we were like, what work is coming? We still have work. Like some of us never, never wanted for anything during the pandemic. And it was just, you know, I think it was, it was good, but it was also bad because our bodies paid for it. Yeah. And so now we're coming out, having to make better decisions. Yeah. So now I want to take a little shift and talk to you about, you know, since you're building this business, um, what is like a misadventure that you've experienced, right? How have people been receiving, whether it's this business or just a different misadventure you had previously while being an entrepreneur? Um, I think the biggest thing in entrepreneurship for me and building is that I, I have fallen victim to looking at other people and seeing Mm. perceived growth and thinking oh they're doing better than me or and then so I stopped trying or I stopped um continuing with my messaging consistently enough to start to grow myself um and I think 
just coming out of the pandemic, I started realizing it really isn't about looking at anyone else because we have no idea what's going on in the background of their businesses. Yeah, It's about continuing your messaging and really like connecting with the people around you because I noticed there was a difference. There's been a shift as well. I shifted mindset. I shifted perspective. I shifted focus. I shifted in the way I deliver. And all of a sudden, the reciprocation from the people who are around me, it's the same people, has been different. So that tells you something. It's you. Yep. It's you. <laughs> and you are at the center of every business. Um, and I think that is for me has been the greatest lesson. Like you have to continue. You have to you have to have the confidence to push your message out every day, even when it seems like no one is listening. There are people out there who are listening. Mm-hmm. And I think we spoke about this before. It's 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 it, you know. It's really crazy because you really look at her, people like, oh, she got 20,000 followers. Like, how come this messaging is so terrible? <laughs> it's confidence. <laughs> you know, I love Gary V because Gary V says some things, even though, you know, people might look at Gary V and be like, oh, he puts out too much information. Like he has videos are coming every day. But if you take bite-sized pieces of what he's saying, the stuff is, it's like lifetime I, I like to call it lifetime um, lessons. Mm. It's not just about business, but it's, it's, it's lessons for a lifetime. Little chunks of what he says or when he does interviews. Um, and so he's really been a, a, a great motivation for me because he keeps putting out the stuff. I looked at his growth from whenever he started. You mm. know, He took that one skill and he's been able to find that Put skill out into a range. Yeah. Exactly. And so we have to start somewhere and it doesn't matter if you're starting from scratch or starting over um rebuilding something mm-hmm. that starting point is the launch of something good but you have to have the confidence to push it through and you have to believe in what you're doing and i think for a lot of us sometimes we talk about something but we don't believe keep going because it, eventually it will it will catch on to whoever it needs it needs to catch on to and even if it doesn't the goal is never about fame the goal is about reaching the people that it needs to reach yeah, the, va- the value that it offers. And I really like what yes. you said about like, you know, you are at the center, right? And I think mm-hmm. it's so easy to forget this or look at this from the negative side versus mm-hmm. from the positive side. It's like you are at the center. So that means you need to run the business. You have to do all these things. Right. But you are at the center. That means you need to rest so that you have the energy, the resources, the the charisma, the confidence to mm-hmm. then pour into whatever you're working on. And that again is more of a life lesson, whether you, that applies to your business, the company you're mm-hmm. working for, your family, your children, your, your parents, whatever that looks like on the output, you have to pour into your cup. And then that overflow is the best thing that's going to impact everyone and everything around you in the most, in the most positive way. And when you change yourself and your attitude and your mindset, it like, really shows people like oh you can't just talk to me any sort of way you can't just you know limit me in this side of way like you this mm-hmm. is how I am now you better come correct and I think you're about to say something no I was gonna say um that's the other thing that I learned too that I've, I've sought help mm-hmm. I used to like do the editing do the this scheduling this blah, blah, blah. now I have help and I'm just like why didn't I really think about this before but I think it comes when it comes mm-hmm. when you're when you're ready um mindset ready um, and you and you really put it out there and you ask for what you want. That's the one thing that we don't do. We don't ask for what we want. And I'm not talking about put it out on front street. You don't need to put a post on Facebook, <laughs> but internally ask for what you need. 
today is a day that I need help doing this, this, this. I will need this for the next three months. How can I make this happen? Mm-hmm. As an entrepreneur, you have to do that because number one, you don't, you don't want to, I believe in karma. And so I think people need to be paid for their time. So anytime I seek help, I have to know how much I can actually put out for that person's time. Um, and so that's how I think about it. And so far it's been, it's been a different day. It's been, it's been good light at the end of the tunnel, I have to say. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's so important to put out what you want to see back. And like, I love that you said like ask for help because I think it ties into, and, and because, um, you know, your brand is like, well, black sis, like it ties into the narrative that a lot of black women have been fed. And, you know, I think there needs to be some research on like, kind of where did it start of like the strong independent black women of like, you have to figure out everything on your own. You have to be like this solid foundation at all times, no shaking. You have to show up, you have to, you know, kind of cater to everything and everyone around you. And so you, build up this shield and feeling like, okay, I can take on more or I can be brutalized or I can accept half, you know, they say like work twice as hard for half. I can accept Mm -hmm. that because I am strong and I gotta, I have to do this. This is just how the country, the world has perceived me. But if you take back ownership and saying, you know, using that, the same thing that will hold you back is almost the same thing that will like allow you to move forward. If you're saying to Mm -hmm. yourself, I am strong. That means I need to have the support around me to help me maintain that strength. I need to be more strategic in that. And I can share the power and like, I don't have to handle everything. I can have people Mm -hmm. be of support to me. And I, and I deserve that help because I, you know, I think as a younger woman, I'm not like older, you're not old either, but like, I think when we're (laughs) younger, it's easier to just kind of get into this, believe that narrative of like, Mm -hmm. oh, you have to handle everything on your own. Um, you know, if you're not independent, that means you're going to depend on like a a person to come and save you. And and it's just, it's not that it's, you know, we are a community-based race society, however you want to call it. And from the dawn of time, people need people. And it's not like, oh yeah, everyone was chilling in the hut and only one person went out and hunted. <laughs> then they get cooked the food and then they build the exactly. shack. Yeah, you know, they wasn't in the hut watching like, I don't know, squirrels play. <laughs> right. Everyone, you do this part, I do this part. We come together, mm-hmm. we share what we have. We then build up more and we are a community. We share stories, we dance together. Somebody's not knocking the drums, somebody's cooking. And that's how we build. That's how we thrive. And that's how, you know, society has been built. Um, from day one. And so, you know, what, what has happened to us as a people that we have forced certain, certain groups to believe that they have, they should do it up by themselves. And if they're not doing them by by themselves, they're not good enough. They're not smart enough. They're not strong enough, Mm -hmm. or they're like accepting help and they should be better or some, you know, some, some negative narrative. So I think we definitely need some studies on that. Um, well, that's that's part of the wellness structure for black wellness. I like to call it black wellness because it's specific to us um, that I think need, really needs, like you said, restructuring or re-identifying. And it's like I've spent a lot of time breaking down these in my mind, these structures that have been built up. I've, I grew up with my mom and seen her as a super mom. My aunt was a super aunt. She did all the stuff around the house. She did the, the stuff that a man's supposed to do, the stuff that a woman's supposed to do. She took care of everybody. And in my mind, I'm just like, 
where did they get this idea from? Like, what, where, where did this come from? And why are we still holding on to this? Why are we not asking for help? Why are we not seeking help? And I'm not always saying, I'm not, I'm not saying seeking help in a partner always, but just seeking help all around. Like, just a simple example, in our families, when you come to a new country like America, everybody wants to attain the American dream, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like families need to sit down and map out how can we get where we need to go faster? What's your goal? Your goal and mine might be the same, but here's, the, here's what we can do. I shouldn't be paying $1,800 for one bedroom. You paying $1,800 for one bedroom. You pay, like, that doesn't make sense. Can we all, if we live in the same state or area, put together, get us a little brownstone. Each person live on a floor. We renovate it to the point where everybody can have a floor or we have a shared kitchen. It doesn't really matter. We're family, right? Mm-hmm. Can we do that? The money that we'll put towards a mortgage will outweigh the money that we pay individually. We could take the extra that we were going to pay, put that in savings and keep going until everybody else has their own brownstone. Could be on the same block. We don't care. But once that happens, you keep doing that and you keep doing that. Or you can stop because maybe your family, you know, you're not growing. Or maybe you do start doing it with your kids, each individual sector of the family. But when you think like that, and even in an entrepreneurship as well, we are not competing with each other. You understand what I'm saying? But if we help each other get where we need to go in the things that we need to do, we get there faster and we get there faster together. It's yeah. not competition, you know? So I think... You know, even all around, whether it's in wellness, whether it's family life, whether it's, you know, your personal, whatever. Mindset has to be the number one thing that has to change. Yeah. It, it, it all comes back to that. The mindset, trust, the way you perceive things, you know, because when we look out there, the government, I just interviewed somebody on my podcast and she was talking about she had a debilitating disease as well. And she said, nobody's coming to save you. That was the one thing that stuck with me. No one is coming to save you. And she's right. We sit here and we think, oh, well, the government will provide. The government is not providing. <laughs> They're not providing health and wellness. You have to do the research yourself. And the information is out there. Let's get together and do it. So that's, that's one of the reasons I really wanted to change the messaging and make sure it reaches people because we are hosting these like once a month in-person events where we turn them into workshops. You come and you have fun, but it's a workshop that either you engage in self-care or you're engaging in fitness movement or you're learning something from a practitioner who can teach you something different than you already know, make you aware of something different. Yeah. And I think that's more of what we need. And people right now want connection. We need human connection. And that's been the one thing coming out of this pandemic that I think works. We want and we need human connection again. We've been so disconnected from each other. We barely know what people think. We assume that when people text us, we know how they feel. You can't tell how people feel during a text. So, you know, we gotta have that connectedness on all levels. A hundred percent agree with that. And we, we, we have the opportunity to do that. I think the pandemic taught us all this lesson of like, we can be better together. And, you know, it was behind the screens, but now we have an opportunity to come back out and say, okay, yep. am I going to exist and do the things that I did before just cause, or am I going to be more intentional? I think I'm, we're clearly seeing more and more people wanting to be more intentional and 
shifting the narrative and changing mm -hmm. themselves first and then helping to change the, the, the society and the people around them. So I think, you know, this is very precedented. This is very important at this time. And my hope and goal for us all is to not just have it be a trend, right? People turn, a lot of people right. monetize and, you know, self-care kind of became like a monetization thing. Oh, like use this ice cream ice cream no. ice cream use this like <laughs> face mask go to the spa like those can help you feel more relaxed but that's not the foundation of self-care that is not where you start exactly. that's like the sprinkle but you need the ice cream you need the cone you need the cow you need the cow right, right? <laughs> you know before you get to the ice cream and the sprinkles you need the cow and so the right. cow is the foundation and then that's what you need to figure out like what am i doing here and why you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. how do I want to show up and exist in this world? So we're coming to the end of the episode. And I want you to share um, some advice that you have for, for the audience of, you know, when they're starting a business or just overall how to manage themselves as they move throughout the world in a more, you know, well way. Right. I think for me, the biggest, the biggest thing I should say that I have, that I've always held on to is authenticity. If you show up authentic, you, you will find your people, you will find your tribe because they will be attracted to you. So mm -hmm. if you're an awkward person or you think you're weird or you don't, you're not cute <laughs> enough or whatever, but all the, try putting all those things aside and really like showing up as yourself. Um, because the ones who really like you, really like you. And it could be 10 people, it could be 20 people, it could be 100 people, it doesn't really matter. Your tribe is your tribe. And when you move with your tribe, you feel good. And um, with that, I would say, when you show up authentic, there's a certain joy that comes with it because you want to feel uncomfortable, others are feeling comfortable with you, but you are more joyful. And we've got to move in spaces that really fill us with joy. Um, if, if you're feeling uncomfortable in a certain situation or certain space or with certain people, you got to move. This is a new era. This is 2022. Yeah. And we're no longer accepting spaces places things people that do not bring us joy and i feel like that's what we have to that's the mantra we have to move forward with coming out of this pandemic there's been a lot of loss a lot of grief a lot of death a lot of everything you know um anxiety depression we, our mental health is at its worst right now for everybody uh yes you can run to a therapist but also do the work to figure out those things that bring you joy and very it could be something very simple Tap into what, if you live in New York City, I'm going to say this. If you live in New York City, tap into what New York City has. Because New York City is filled. <laughs> Listen, 100 <laughs> with all kinds of stuff that you can get into. I just went to apartment therapy, had their small, cool um, pop-up in Soho. It's mm -hmm. been running for like three weeks. And I went and I got ideas to like redo my bedroom. It was just literally i spent 15 minutes in this space it was like 12 pop-ups okay yeah was, the last one is this weekend um it's on broadway um in okay, soho you can check it out, out. <laughs> yeah and there are black creators there there are women of color who actually interior decorators who are creating and um it's just simple things like that just finding those little things there are little pop-ups that have flowers go take some pictures carry a best friend and you just spend an evening doing that, grab something to eat in New York City, a sidewalk, hot dog, if you don't have enough money. It's those little things that make a difference in your day and yes. really like help to change how you perceive life or how life perceives, you know, life perceives you. So that's the advice that I would say. 
So. Yes, yes. Go and take those moments. Um, one thing that I started doing is I've always liked to paint, so I'm being more intentional. So I went to a couple of sip and paints. I bought canvases the other day and went crazy on this huge um canvas, the biggest canvas I've ever painted on. I bought some little paints from Target and just made it happen. And I'm just like, this costs $20 and I feel like I'm flying. <laughs> I feel Listen, like- <laughs> my acupuncturist, when I first started going, she's like, you work on a computer all the time. She said, I need you to do something different. And I'm like, what different am I going to do? Read, read a book, watch TV. She said, no, no screens, do something different. Mm-hmm. So I bought a couple of these shirts and I started making, this is hand painted. Oh, wow. So yeah. So I have been creating these for friends and family. And I just started getting all these orders in because people want like custom designs, you know, and it's been crazy. I looked around my apartment and I was like, well, what else can I make? I started making decals for my wall <laughs> with just little, you know, motivational things that I want to remind myself of every mm-hmm. day when I walk through the space. So there are so many little things you can do. I've, I had a, I hosted a sip and paint in February, I think. And we tried um, Monet, a Monet painting. And I was just like, look at me. I could do this. <laughs> it didn't come out too scrappy, you know. Yeah. But that's a good thing, Georgia. And you could encourage the kids to get into that too as well. Because it changes their perspective of learning. And it's something enjoyable that they can do with their mom. And it's like quality time. It's just like easy, very easy, simple things that we can get into. So, you know, I challenge you guys out there, for those of you listening, to really like, for this, for the next month or so, just try to do something different that you know, that you would normally do. Something out of the box that you would normally do. Awesome. and see how it and tell and come back tell <laughs> us how it, how it how it works out yes you know? let us know in the comments email us um reach out we're all we're both on social media and if you want to get in touch with melanie as well as check out well black sis you could definitely check out the show notes if you're on youtube check out the comments and description section below and let us know right we we like we said it's not about how far you can get it's about the people that are value and impact whoever is listening right now should be listening to this episode so thank you again melanie for being here folks check out melanie and wall black sis and we'll see you on the next episode of doing the most the misadventures of entrepreneurship